Happy holidays. I'm Peter Alsop, back with another one of my Songs to Chew podcasts. Except this week, it's not really a song. It's song lyrics without music, or what some people might call a poem. This is one from my Chris Moose Holidays album, and it was actually part of an earlier Songs to Chew episode number three. The poem is called The Night Before Hanukkah, and Hanukkah starts next week, so let's listen right now to The Night Before Hanukkah. Look, it's Mr. Leibovitz's magic store. Are we going to see Santa? Let's go in here first. Come on. Wow, neat stuff. Disappearing ink and look. Fake moments. Hi, Mr. Leibovitz. Well, come in, Peter Alsop. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. What's Hanukkah? Well, Jewish people celebrate a miracle that happened when one day's worth of oil in a lamp burned for eight days and eight nights. Kids still get presents, but not from Santa, because he doesn't come to Jewish kids, right? Uh, now, wait a minute. I want you to hear a wonderful thing that happened to me. I wrote it down, and Peter, could you read it? It's right here. Well, sure, sure. I'd be glad to read it. Here, come on, kids. Move over. Hey! Hey! Calm hey, down. Here we go. All right, ready? <clears throat> the night before Hanukkah. "'Twas the night before Hanukkah all through our home. Not a creature was stirring, not even Jerome. Jerome is our cat, and he stays up all night, but he had chicken soup, so he was sleeping all right. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of latkes danced in their heads. Our menorah was burning, it never expired. Mama was snoring, but I wasn't tired. I turned on the TV and watched the light shine, and rejoiced because the remote control was all mine when what to my wondering eyes was produced but a miniature sleigh being pulled by a moose. An incredible shot, a remarkable zoom, as the moose and the sleigh burst into my room right through the screen. There was glass all around, but I had the remote and I turned down the sound, so no one woke up. There was no one to see that Santa was standing there right next to me. He was dressed all in red from his head to his toe, and he said, Happy Hanukkah, as he brushed off some snow. I said, Santa, you busted my new TV set. He said, well, the moose hasn't quite got the hang of it yet. He's new. He's just filling in for the deer. His name is Chris. He's just helping this year. You can't slide down my chimney? Is that because I'm Jewish? He said, TVs are cleaner and my suit, it's brand newish. Nah, I don't do chimneys. They're really too tough. I got stuck once that way. Once was enough. I was dangling there, so I started to shout. The kids hung on my legs till I finally popped out. I was really embarrassed. What was my reputation? I said, Nick, take a break. You need a vacation. But I didn't quit. I'm not one of those rookies. I thought, just lose some weight, cut down on the cookies. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. He acted and looked like my old Uncle Jerry. The beard on his chin was as white as the snow, but he had long white curls where his sideburns should grow. The smoke drifted up from his pipe by his ear. I said, Santa, we don't allow smoking in here. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head, and his pipe disappeared. No problem, he said. I just wanted to leave your kids a few things. He sat down with his pack, and he pulled a few strings. There were kids' books and toys and a dreidel, of course, and a couple of tapes and a carved wooden horse and some chocolate coins covered in gold. That's Hanukkah gelt, Santa said. So I'm told. Then he fixed my TV with a jerk of his head. I could leave the kids' stuff at the end of their bed or maybe their stockings or a Hanukkah bush. You tell me where. I'll get up off my tush. I said, right here is fine, but hey, I'm a Jew. Santa said, I visit Muslims and Hindu kids, too. It's Kwanzaa and solstice. It's holiday time. Hey, could my moose have a latke before we start flying? We better get going or there's people we'll miss. Sour cream on the side and let's hit the road, Chris. Then laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, he shouted, Here goes! Yes, people are people. Who cares where they pray? Then into the TV they melted away, and I heard him exclaim as he faded from view, Season's greetings to all! Happy Hanukkah, too!
Great story, Mr. Leibovitz. Yeah, that Thank was great. Mr. Leibovitz was played by my buddy Greg Hilfman, who engineers all of my podcasts and is also a master musician. He's played with me on my last 10 or 11 albums. So, what are we to chew on in this poem, you may ask? Well, a number of years ago, when I presented at a conference on the healing power of laughter and play, a woman came up to me after the presentation, during which I had recited this Night Before Hanukkah poem, and she said she wanted to talk to me. Okay, I said, what's up? She said, well, I appreciated the cleverness of your poem, but I'm Jewish, and I wouldn't buy this album or play it for my children. <laughs> wow, I said. Sorry about that. Why not? I want my children to know that they're Jewish and not have their experience of Hanukkah watered down with Christian folklore about Santa Claus. There are so many things that are Jewish that get appropriated by the predominantly Christian culture in this country, and I don't want them confused about their own cultural identity as being Jews. Okay, I said. Thanks. I know what you mean about appropriation. The whole Christian story of St. Nicholas was turned into the Santa Claus stories about him living up at the North Pole, spying on little children all year long to see if they'd been naughty or nice. It's kind of an appropriation of the original St. Nicholas story by the parents who want to coerce their children to do what parents want them to do without any hassle. Otherwise, they'll get labeled as naughty children, and then Santa will just put lumps of coal in their stockings instead of giving them wonderful presents and gifts. Yes, she said, you're exactly right. They're appropriating this story as their own, for their own purposes. The original story about St. Nicholas, as I'm told, was about a Christian man who lived somewhere in what is now the country of Turkey. And he'd raise funds every year and give the money to the poor families because child buyers would come into town from other countries to buy children from the poor families. After a visit from St. Nicholas, they didn't have to sell one of their children to survive. I never heard that story, she said. And that same story of Santa got further appropriated by capitalism, I went on. Yep, the big companies started using Santa to sell Coca-Cola on billboards and in magazine ads in the 40s and 50s and 60s. And that still hasn't stopped. The Santa story is still used to boost sales of all sorts of products all over the world. Exactly, she said. Well, thanks for letting me know how you feel about my poem. I appreciate it, I told her. So are you going to stop reciting it, she asked. No, I said, because now I have a great story I can tell my audiences about this Jewish lady who came up and talked to me. You! And it gives me a wonderful way to explain what cultural appropriation is. It'll help folks be aware of it when it goes on. Thanks! You're welcome, she said. <laughs> I got an invitation to a Vinica celebration from a couple of wonderful actor friends. I had to ask what a Vinica celebration was. They said, an old German refugee woman told them that she didn't know she was Jewish until she was much older because her family did not practice their Judaism in Germany because of the Nazis. Once they were safely out of Germany, they celebrated Weinicke as Hanukkah and Christmas together. They were grateful for both faiths in their lives, and they wanted to keep both secular traditions alive. My friends were doing the same. And although one faith celebrates a miracle that happened when one day's worth of oil and a lamp burned for eight days and eight nights, and the other faith celebrates the birth of Jesus, they both come from older traditions that were celebrations of the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere. Ancient tribal people knew that as the days got shorter and shorter, they needed the sunlight to return so that new life could spring forth again. In some places, they burned a large green fir tree as a yule log to signal the need for light and warmth to return. And in other parts of the world, they'd burn fires on the hilltops to invite nature and daylight back into their lives, 
Each night they light another bonfire on the next hill until all eight hills had fires. I'm told that's where the lighting of the menorah candles came from, similar to the lighting of the advent candles of Christmas, all with the hope that the sun will bring back its light again. This world of ours is so full of wonderful, diverse human behaviors and traditions and beliefs and stories that can enrich all of us, especially the stories about how we struggle to make sure that the more dominant cultures do not gobble up and absorb our own sacred stories and traditions, because all of our many cultures are equally remarkable and valuable. If we share and educate and pass things on with an alive curiosity and awareness of the sources of our stories and songs, we can protect each other's stories, which show us the many paths we've taken to arrive at where we stand now. That's it for today. I'm Peter Alsop. I'll be back next week with another holiday song we can chew on. Bye for now.